Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Daru podcast. And I'm your host, Modhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances, and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. So today's guest is a supply chain management professional, proud mama, wife, daughter, and sister from Nairobi, Kenya. She is also a host of the Life is a Mother podcast, her effort to pay homage to motherhood. In her podcast, she shares experiences and explores the journey of parenthood while looking at the growth and resilience that comes with it. She stands firm in her belief that no one should ever be underestimated and that each person matters. Welcome onto the show, Nemo. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure and I look forward to our conversation. (laughs) Me too. As we dive into our conversation, what would you say is the one thing that you've learned um, about yourself or life during this pandemic? I would say one thing I've learned about myself is that I like peace. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the pandemic has taught me that you truly see um, what or who matters based on just everything that's going on. Because understandably, you don't see everyone as often. You don't do the things you want as often. Um, so it's really a good indication to see what relationships matter and where you should be putting your most effort into things. Yes, it's true. And I like how you said you like peace. For a very long time, I didn't understand that when people told me they like being at peace. And then over the years, I've come to realize, you know what, peace is so important and I protect my peace at all costs. So you chose serenity, which is a good, um, it's a good segue from what you've just shared. Why did you choose serenity? I know you say you like peace, but for you to choose this particular word, there must have been something that happened in your life at some point or something that you've learned along the way. I think I picked serenity because um, especially now as I grow older and becoming a parent, I've realized that with all that goes on and the chaos of life, I find value in having peace and being in a state of calm. Like I'm generally a calm person by nature as well. Mm-hmm. So this word resonated with me because along the years, I've found that maybe I didn't necessarily spend time with the right kind of people. And when you allow people into your life who bring chaos, it can be very hard to maintain that serenity. So true. The people that we surround ourselves play a key role. So what would you say or what memory comes to mind where you 
faced this and you did something to overcome the chaos and get into a place of peace? I think the one memory that comes to mind um, is a recent one that happened at work. There was a situation where um, the person wasn't being appropriate in how they were handling something. And my usual self would just kind of suck it up and, you know, just keep going. But then in this instance, I think I have this strength or drive ever since I became a mom as well. Like I want to set a good example uh, to my daughter. So I made it known what I thought of the situation and expressed my concern. And with that, I felt so much at peace because like I said, my original self would just suck it up and then it would eat at me. But voicing what I thought and sharing my concern made me feel at peace because it let the person know where I stood and also allowed for that person to change their approach when dealing with me, so to speak. I like that. You put yourself out there regardless of how the person would react. You just told yourself, I need to get heard. And that's very important as we navigate through life. What, what, what is it about motherhood that made you see yourself differently? And why did it make you more driven? So what it is about motherhood is that it changed me in the sense that I had a cause or goal that I was fighting for. And it made me more driven because my priorities changed and I began to realize that there's more to life than what you do or how much you make. But it's so much more important to build someone and empower them as well. So it made me more driven in the sense that I want to empower my daughter and I want to see her grow and thrive. And hopefully through that, Um, I can also share my lessons so that she doesn't have to go through the same (laughs) uh, experiences that I had to go through. Yeah. So I think motherhood changed me and it made me more stronger, more deliberate, more patient, more efficient, Um, even in the sense of work, like I am much better able to manage my time, um, more conscious of how you spend your time, because again, your time is not so, like time is limited. So you have to be conscious on how you spend that time and who you're spending that time with. I totally agree. Time is something that we sometimes take for granted. And then in hindsight, you realize, oh my gosh, I should have used my time wisely. So you mentioned that, there are lessons that you'd want her to learn um, so that she doesn't go through the same experiences as you. Could you share maybe two lessons for someone out there who's listening and they want to probably um, get inspired by these lessons that you would want to share with your daughter? Okay, so the first lesson that comes to mind is to be open to expressing yourself authentically no matter the situation and no matter the person. I think especially as girls, um, when we're younger, we're fully um, expressive and 
able to just take on whatever. And then at some point that changes and we kind of silence ourselves and we kind of take a back seat. Um, so I would encourage her to just be open to expressing herself authentically at all times because how people get to know you is how you set the tone, right? So if you're not expressing what it is that matters to you or what bothers you, Mm. then people can easily take advantage of you. Mm. And then the second lesson I would say is uh, boundaries are healthy. Mm. And I mean boundaries in the full sense, um, like for your own mental well-being, your own emotional well-being, your own spiritual well-being, you have to love yourself first. And creating boundaries allow for people to respect you and also allow for you to have that space where you can take your time and be at peace. Because there's nothing worse than trying to appease people when you know that um, something is not necessarily going to work for you. So I think those are my two lessons. So be openly expressive mm-hmm. at all times, obviously in a respectful and kind way, because it's important to treat everyone with kindness and respect. Yes. And then the second one is that uh, boundaries are healthy and um, you shouldn't be fearful that people may um, take it offensively, especially if it's done in a respectful manner, I think. Boundaries are healthy and they can help you as well um, protect yourself. That's true. Yes, boundaries are healthy. So how do you strike the balance? You are a professional, you're a mama, and you're a wife. How do you strike the balance? And is there work-life balance? Um, (laughs) That's a good question. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, Yeah. I would say I'm very uh, deliberate with my time. Like time management has been very helpful for me. For example, like at work, I start at a certain time and I end at a certain time. So my boundary um, is that at some point in the day, I usually set up an out of office in my calendar so that people don't end up booking meetings at that point. Uh, So then I can close off, spend time with my family, And then if there are any emergencies or things that I need to look at, I can do that after my daughter's gone to bed. And then as far as the the wife element, when my daughter goes to bed, I try to as well connect with my husband and over the weekend, try and connect with extended family. So Mm -hmm. a lot of time management, like I said, I'm still trying to figure it out. And sometimes I may slip up, uh, but it's being very intentional and deliberate with your time. So with the peace that you enjoy and the peace that you strive to have in your life, would you say that um, your faith plays a role? And if yes, how does your faith play a role in this? I would say that definitely, yes, my my faith plays a role in it. Um, I believe in God and I do believe that uh, prayer is powerful. And you also have to set that time aside to spend time connecting with God. It's just like any other relationship, right? You have to be intentional with it and spend time with God, either through prayer, either through the word, either through worship, either through even just talking about God with uh, someone who shares the same belief, um, 
through the things that you see, uh, like sermons or movies and things like that. So I think that um, with connecting with God, you definitely feel more at peace with decisions, I would say. Uh, Sometimes I do end up slipping up here and there, you know, life gets in the way. And I feel like in those instances, I I get more um, not at peace and a bit more anxious. But then when I start connecting with God again, then there's more clarity and I feel more at peace. I like it. What's the one thing that you can share with someone? They're trying to figure out if they should, should reconnect with God. Um, they have slipped up as, as we do as human beings. How can you encourage them to reconnect with God and to reconnect with their prayer life? Every little effort matters in that um, one shouldn't put too much pressure on themselves, yeah. that um, God is forgiving and It's the only relationship where you have that unconditional love. So even though you slip up, it doesn't mean that now you're in like a black box and (laughs) you're in the bad books. Like as long as you're making little efforts when you can, even a minute or less a day or even just even thinking about God, I think that can slowly allow for someone to... Um, build up their relationship with God again. And I would say too, not to compare with other people. I know, especially now um, in our society, there's a lot of competition and comparison and people are usually looking at other people's actions or if you're doing this, this and that, you must be better, a better Christian or whatever than I am. Um, When in fact, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that we each have our own unique relationships with God. And like with any relationship, as long as you're putting a bit of effort, it goes a long way. Yes, it does. There's no need for competition. We're all unique. We all have a unique um, journey. So let's just encourage each other. So you have a podcast and it's called Life is a Mother. How did you stumble upon that title and why a podcast? Um, so how I stumbled upon that title, um, I, I've always wanted to have a creative outlet to share my own journey and experiences. And I thought a podcast would be um, a good way of doing that because one, I don't like to be out there on camera on video, <laughs> so I can just easily um, share uh, via audio. And when I wanted to um, create a pat- platform in specific for parenting, I played around with a couple of um, title ideas. And in talking to TK, my husband, uh, he suggested that, oh, this would be a nice one. And I kind of just took it and run with it in the sense that um, life is a mother because life teaches us so many lessons like our mothers do. (laughs) So, um, and then why I wanted to start a podcast initially I started it because I wanted to sort of leave a gift for my daughter so that when she was going through parenthood, she could kind of have some idea on how it was for me or other mothers. Because I've realized when you ask your own mothers or other older mothers, they're like, I don't remember. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) You should be remembering. (laughs) 
they like remember the good parts, not necessarily the harsh parts. Yes. So I just wanted to leave that gift for her. And I thought it would be um, good memory for her to experience and share. And then from that, it built into uh, creating sort of like a community and supporting other mothers. Because in talking to other moms and other parents, it can be very lonely, especially for those of us who live like miles and miles away from our extended families. And so having that platform just to encourage, empower and share with other parents is so important. I like that. And it's important to create community because as you're saying, everyone in their own little corner thinks they are by themselves. No one will ever understand me. Yet, as you're saying, we all need to be together so that we can walk this journey together. So what's one thing that you're seeing about parenthood and how people are receiving your podcast? I think one thing I'm seeing is that I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say they appreciate the the honesty and also the tips that I share. I think a lot of times... um, especially with social media, it can come across as this rose-colored view on anything really, be it parenting or life in general, where only the good is shared and not necessarily the bad. So I feel like it's supported a lot of parents in one way or another based on the response we get, yeah. Continue on that journey, encourage others. We are not alone. When was a time in your life where you felt uncomfortable in your own skin? I would say an instance that comes to mind is when I first moved from Kenya, moving to Canada. I wouldn't say it was necessarily uncomfortable, but it was definitely an adjustment. An adjustment in the sense that um, you are a minority. <laughs> like it, I remember it was like the first time I noticed, ah, you mean I'm a black person (laughs) because it's not something that we really focus on or see uh, in Kenya because it's very diverse and you you see this as the majority of the same people Um, and I think also having to adjust to living in society here because um, I remember talking to my younger brother who also uh, studied here and as soon as he was done school he just left because in his mind, he's like, it, it feels at times that you have to wear all these different masks, so to speak. Like at work, you act a certain way. In your home, you act a certain way. In school, you act a certain way because you just have to adjust to the environment in a sense because they may not necessarily see where you're coming from because of the different culture. Yeah. What makes you afraid or what moment in your life can you remember that you were afraid and you overcame that moment? Uh, I'd say what makes me afraid is a fear of failure for sure. <laughs> um, and how I overcome that fear is through um, spending time with God, mm. therapy, um, connecting with um, like-minded people or even people with different perspectives and just like working through that and not allowing the fear to um, stop you from pushing you to do what you 
need to do. So I'm going to switch gears in the conversation and just ask you some random questions. Don't overthink it. Just whatever comes to mind. (laughs) Share. I'm doing my best. Okay. Sharing is caring. (laughs) I love that quote too. So go ahead. Okay. When do you feel the most in control? I feel the most in control when I'm doing something that I like to do. (laughs) Nice. Nice. And what's your favorite movie? I hate to admit this, but I don't even like these days. It's like my I have a memory of a coffee. I don't even remember movies. <laughs> but um, at the top of my mind, I would say I don't know what is the one about. Is it Dear John with the love letter? Oh, there's so many. Is it the one that's on Netflix or the one for um, notebook kind? Oh yes, the notebook. That's it. <laughs> fair enough the notebook it is um and what are your dreams and ambitions Uh, my dreams are and then ambitions would be to hopefully leave a positive impact in in the world and empower and uplift people I think especially in this era that we live in there's a lot of darkness and negativity Mm. so my dream and ambition would be to empower uplift those around me and beyond nice and how do you want to be remembered how do I want to be remembered (laughs) I would hope to be remembered as a kind person um I think Kindness is important. And there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Do so I would hope. Tell us, um, tell us the difference. (laughs) I think being kind um, also allows for you to be kind to yourself, whereby you can set your boundaries and um, treat people with respect, but also share your concern. Whereas being nice may me not necessarily being open to sharing your concerns and kind of just doing things to appease people. Mm, so I'd that. hope to remember it as a kind person. And it shall happen. <laughs> now, no, it shall, because you've set, you've, you've put the intention out there and you're going to purpose to walk towards it. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Yes. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received from someone? Uh, The best piece of advice I've ever received from someone is to be you. You may not be someone's cup of tea, but (laughs) that's okay. Like not everyone is going to like you. So just be yourself and you'll end up living and enjoying life a lot more that way. So true, be you. But by the time you're doing me being you, you have overcome the rejection, you have overcome your own fears and insecurities, but it's so important to hold on to that, to being you in every situation and regardless of what people say. And as you said, when not everyone will feel or see you as their cup of tea and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So as we wind up the conversation, what's one thing that's still on your heart or mind that you want to share with someone 
It could be about anything, but as you said, you want to empower people and uplift people around you. So what would you like to share? When you say that, I'm just reminded of something that uh, someone shared with me the other day. And what I can think of is like, yeah, you're not alone. Like people go through so much hurt and pain and they don't feel like they have the opportunity to share because they may get rejected or possibly disowned. Um, But just to remind people that you're not alone and be open to speaking up. Yes, be open to speaking up. And how can someone reach out to, or rather how can someone get a hold of your podcast and how often do you publish um, so that they can listen? Uh, Thank you. Um, So my podcast is available on several platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Um, And I do have a social media page uh, at Life is a Mother where I post um, quite frequently throughout the week. Um, An episode is aired every second Friday. So yeah, please come and check it out. Yes, please go check it out. Life is a Mother and it's spelled as M-O-T-H-A and go learn more about motherhood and parenthood. You're not alone and this journey is to be walked with others. So I want to appreciate you, Nemo, for coming onto the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like your questions were so thought provoking. So I hope I answered them in the best way. And I really appreciate you having me on your platform. Like it is an honor and yeah, congratulations. Keep up the good work. Thank you. So dear listeners, I'm holding on to this. Be you. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay, but be you. Step out into the world, express yourself, obviously with respect and boundaries are healthy. So whatever you choose, as you listen to this conversation, make sure you apply it into your life so that you see transformation. So until next time, take care of yourselves.